I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Scott Johnson, Head of Product at Western Union Business Solutions. And let's start the conversation, Scott, with what you're doing at the moment. Western Union Business Solutions is expanding its global B2B payments platform. What are you actually doing and why? At Western Union Business Solutions, we offer a variety of products that at the highest level help businesses pay for things or get paid for things cross-border or manage FX risk associated with paying for things or getting paid for things. A big part of that is having a strong network. Ultimately, we need to help our customers and help our customers' customers uh, be able to get money to, to any place in the world. And so we've been investing heavily in improving our payment network, opening bank accounts and other stores of value around the world so that we can get money quickly and reliably and in a cost-effective way wherever our customers need to. And then making sure that we take those capabilities and we offer them across our product suite in order to really help our customers and partners drive value. We've been investing heavily in APIs. And so we've, we've built a, a, an API suite that we call Maths Payments that handles both payables and receivables and can now handle payables in more than 130 countries in currencies around the world. So really it, it enables our partners, whether they're a bank or a, a non-bank participant in payments to help their customers get money anywhere they need to, anywhere on earth. That's what you're doing right now. The Mass Pay API is extant. What happens next? Yeah, so we'll continue to in, in enhance that API technology, really helping our customers make sure that they can they can drive quality. So we have a number a number of new resources coming to market through the year that will help our customers understand the data items, the metadata required to send payment to a given combination of country and currency and payment method, which often those rules can be quite complex. Uh, and, and can get down to the points where, say, you need a specific purpose of payment code for India versus a different set for Brazil. So we're working to bring that intelligence to our partners so they can then really drive a seamless and frictionless customer experience for their end customers. We're also we'll, we're continuing to invest in our network to, to get payments uh, to, de to destinations faster and, and more reliably. Another big area of focus for us is our student payment products. So we, we work with universities around the world to help them accept payments from international students, which is a, an interesting and complex problem for universities to solve. And so we're investing heavily in that product set as well to really ensure that uh, universities can provide a great experience to their students who, who need to pay locally for international education. That business has been a little challenging over the last year with COVID, but we're starting to see a bounce back in many places on earth. And so again, a lot of that is network dependent, working with alternative payment methods, working with wallets in different parts of the world so that students can pay their university bills using the methods that they're comfortable with and they use in their day-to-day -day life. Additionally, we're, we're proud that we've just joined Swift GPI. And so we're looking to bring that intelligence and visibility and certainty that comes with the traceability and reporting capabilities of GPI to all of our customers across all of our product sets. And so we've started to roll that out with our FI products that we use to help financial institutions offer international payments to their end customers. And, and we'll look to roll that out to our, our other products as we move through the year. I suppose it's important to remind people that what you're talking about is not just a B2B solution and it's not just a B2C solution, it's actually both. That's right. Our, we've built what I like to call a Swiss Army knife of payment products, particularly for partners. It allows them to do C2B, B2B, B2C, C2C even, using our, our, our multi-tenant, multi-purpose bank network. 
you mentioned how challenging the year had been for universities getting payments from students, partly because of COVID. How do you see the pandemic affecting the payments industry? We all saw a, a significant reduction in demand around Q2 of last year. And it's been a challenging year. A big slice of Western Union Business Solutions business is serving small and medium-sized enterprises. So small companies that have some international payment exposure. And we saw a number of our customers were really challenged in terms of needing to rapidly diversify and update their supply chains, which meant that they all of a sudden had payment needs that were different than they were before. So maybe they were very concentrated on China for their inputs before and all of a sudden had to find new counterparties, new suppliers around the world, which meant they had new currencies that they were exposed to and and new payment channels and methods they needed to understand. And so we worked hard with our customers to help them understand the the FX and payment implications of this, this need to rapidly diversify their supply chains and help them build hedging strategies to ensure that uh, in what was quite a volatile year for currencies, that they could could have some reliability, some certainty uh, in terms of the FX rates for their payment needs so that they could price their goods effectively and, and maintain profitability while they were diversifying supply chains. It's been an awkward environment for business over the last year. But one thing that we have seen elsewhere in terms of financial technology uptake is the consumer, the individual consumer has moved online and has embraced digital banking and all that entails at much greater speed than anybody was expecting. Do you think that the business community, when it comes back to life, as it comes back to life, is also embracing that, is also going to be embracing that? I think so. And I I think as we've all had to shift to working from home and working remotely, it's forced business at large to get comfortable with with virtual workforces in ways that we haven't had to before. So my prediction is as we exit the pandemic, a lot of that will stick. And And that will enable businesses to really change their recruiting and hiring strategies, where if you have a given task that you need to get done, a job that needs to get done, rather than looking for the best person for that job who happens to live in a city where you have an office, all of a sudden you have an entire world of of candidates to to help you do that work, which means that I think business will become more dispersed as, as we move forward, which then I think presents a challenge and an opportunity for payments companies. Because that means all of a sudden that international payroll, I think, will be, become a much more pressing need for businesses, whether that's direct payroll or gig economy type work, which means that ultimately the, the, there's going to be a more diverse and broader set of payment needs associated with paying for labor, paying for staff to, to get jobs done. Well, let me pick you up on that, because if you say there are going to be more payment needs, you've obviously talked about some of your thoughts for the future there. What else do you see coming along beyond APIs? Yeah, so I think there's there's a couple of broad technology trends that will absolutely affect the payments industry over the next couple of years beyond just just APIs and working through other people's front ends. So artificial intelligence is a bit of a buzzword, but I think it's, it's real and there's real value in AI for payments companies, whether that's to drive faster reconciliation or to drive more efficient resolving of, say, sanctions hits. The, the compliance exceptions that we see in back offices. There's also real promise to layer AI on top of products, to use the, the rich sets of data that we get from our customers' activity in our own shop, but also the insights we can get from, say, open banking data to help our customers make better decisions about things. Those decisions could be, do I want to use the spot market to pay for this, or do I want to use a, a rate from a hedge that I've done in the past? Or, or could be, you know, you could imagine... AI tools that would help assess 
uh, supply chain risk, AI tools that could help with making decisions about whether I want to use credit for this transaction or if I want to you know, use my working capital. There's really, we're just, I think, I think at the very tip of the iceberg with, with what AI can unlock in terms of creating value. The other thing I, I'm really interested in is just the in, improvements and increase in broadband connectivity that we're seeing, whether that's fiber connectivity directly to businesses or people's homes or 5G, which I think has a potential to really democratize access to, to various business markets and payment markets too. Where in the past, I think the developed world has had a leg up with connectivity. If 5G really takes hold, all of a sudden the developing world could have very similar connectivity to what we have in, in say, North America or Europe, which means that entrepreneurs anywhere on earth can all of a sudden build digital products and compete on, the, on an even playing field uh, with the developed world, which is really exciting and I think will drive a lot of innovation and change in the coming years. Scott Johnson, Head of Product at Western Union Business Solutions, thank you very much. Thank you.